deep in the darkness, a mind reaches out to yours and asks a single question. Want to make a deal? Four new Warlock patrons coming at you right now. That's how we roll. 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 Welcome to the Goblin's Corner. My name is Eric. And I'm Matt. And tonight... We're doing Warlock Patrons. That's right. Your favorite blasty spellcaster is going to get even more blasty, more spellcastery with four patrons that we've come up with on the fly. I feel like they could use a little more flavor, and so we figured, why not? Give them some more options. More flavor equal more better. It's true. And speaking of flavor, if you haven't yet, hit that like and subscribe button. Help us get our show out to more people and get notified when more amazing episodes come your way. And hey, if you're listening to the show, give us a review on iTunes or Podchaser. Or someone will be creeping up with an eldritch invocation to blast at you. It's true. From the back of the head. Nobody likes tentacles that they're not aware of. That's right. Yeah. Gotta gotta have consent with tentacles, really. Exactly. So, Matt, why warlocks? I say, why not? There's a lot of flavor in this class, and it's been on our minds. We both like warlocks. Absolutely. We've already done Sorcerers, and if you haven't seen that already, we've got a Sorcerer's Bloodlines episode. Go check that out. We've considered doing Wizards, but there's just so much. And, I mean, we have already done Bards. Very true. We have Bards, and we have, of course, multiple different spellcasting episodes as well. And so tonight, we figured, why not give Warlocks a little bit of love to make your game even more twisted and interesting? Exactly. And let me tell you, we've got some twisted patrons tonight. Indeed. We have four patrons. Uh... Two of which I'm actually surprised don't exist in the game. 100%. Two of which you probably will never suspect. (laughs) One of them you definitely will suspect coming from me. Yes. And the other one is just really just freakish. Yeah. And I really enjoy it. So before we get to the actual patron ideas, what's in it for a warlock patron? Like what does a warlock uh, class get? You're going to get the expanded spell list, two Mm -hmm. spells at first through fifth levels okay so just two spells that get added to the warlock spell list they can choose right one through fifth absolutely that's it huh well you also get your wonderful abilities such a delight yep at first sixth tenth and fourteenth right and by the way this isn't in addition to any packs or anything like that that you would get which is normal for the warlock class and maybe someday we'll go and come up with a different pact but for right now We're not going to mess with that. We're just going to come up with some twisted patron ideas. Indeed. So let's jump in to the patrons. We've got four amazing ones. And the first one, Matt, you've come up with, which I love, the patron of dead and forgotten gods. Yes. So what we're going to do is we've got a description. We've got some suggested spells that you can use. And then some delightful abilities. By the way, coming up with these spells was slightly difficult because warlocks do get access to a lot of spells. Yeah. We just tried to do spells that were appropriate to the theme of the patron and that weren't already on the Warlock spell list because then what's the point? That's true. Yeah. I mean, if they already have them, we're not going to put them on this list. Right. So there might be some that you might go, you know what? Thematically, I could also choose some additional spells to really flavor up these patrons. And we definitely suggest you do so. Sure. But we've also given these Warlocks some pretty badass spells and abilities. So let's talk about the dead and forgotten gods patron matt give me a description of this thing the silver sea is littered with the petrified remains of ancient forgotten and murdered deities spooky (laughs) some powerful few do not lose their divine spark entirely rather like a banked coal they wait for the proper circumstances to flicker back to life enter you 
The person who, at the right place and time, found themselves asking for any help that could be provided. Your request was answered. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and now you are the living conduit and possibly the genesis of their rebirth. So some kind of forgotten entity, maybe a vestige from beyond. Yeah. Or a dead god floating around an astral plane that's just rotting. Mm-hmm. Get the Yankee or just, you know, making a base out of it. Sure. Is asking for you to be their agent. Yes. That's pretty cool. I love that idea. Okay, so we've got a couple of spells. Uh, we have two of each, one through fifth. So what are some first level spells that we have suggested for forgotten or dead gods? Well, I went with cleric spells, right? Bless and Bane. Makes sense. Easy peasy. Excellent to add to your warlock spell list as well. Bless is great. Bane's also great. Yeah, they're just opposite sides of the same coin. Yeah, and they're good spells to have. And I, also, I like the idea, especially with these two, that maybe it depends on which god you woke up. Oh, yeah. And DMs, that's a great story idea as well. These are nebulous enough that you could have, if you have a particular deity in your campaign, maybe it's a dark god. Well, just go down the dark list, right? Yeah, we'll go at for second level. We've got blindness and deafness mm -hmm. or spiritual weapon. So if it's a darker god, maybe you'd go with Bane and then Blindness and Deafness. Yep. Good God, bless the spiritual weapon. That's nice. Yeah. I love this. This is great. What about for thirds? Mass Healing Word. Yep. And Spirit Shroud. Both excellent spells once again. Lots of fun. Yeah. Makes sense for the... If you want to cleric -y up your uh, your Warlock, this is great. It, particularly if, if you don't want to go the Infernal or Celestial route. Right. I was trying to intentionally deviate from specifically from the celestial route yep makes Give sense it some some different flavor and some different options what do we got for fourths aura of purity okay and death ward yeah oh yeah gotta love some death ward the reason i chose death ward was because i thought it made sense that this deity does not want their only spokesperson to die Oh, that makes perfect sense. Right? So that they make that an option because they're just like, maybe you should take care of yourself. I'm already dead. And we're going to make sure that you don't die so that I could potentially be resurrected. Exactly. I love that. That makes perfect sense. What about for fifth? Flame strike. Classic. You got to have flame strike. I mean, if you're going to take anything with a deity in it, that's just kind of, that's like not taking fireball if you have wizardy abilities, you know? Sure. I mean, yeah, you can. But why? It's a classic. It's a classic, right? It's a classic. It's like peanut butter and jelly, fireball and flame strike, right? Sure. Slods and Modrons living together. Mass hysteria. Part of the reason I put Summon Celestial on here was also following that line of thought. Nothing ever explains what happens to the angels and the followers of a god that's died. Right, We know that God's bodies end up floating around in the astral plane, but what happens to their heavens? Oh, yeah. What happens to their petitioners? Do right. they go away? Do their souls get sucked down in Acheron and be used to fuel some kind of diabolical soul coins? I personally think they become the soul stuff of the upper plane, assuming it's a good God, or assuming it's a lower, uh, a darker God than... The soul stuff of one of the hells or... They just go to some generic plane and just yeah. infuse with that reality? Yeah, they become the denizens of that world. Hmm. Right? Like, they become lantern archons or they become imps and quasits. That's kind of neat that it's... That maybe they meld into the various plane. I also like the idea of maybe them just kind of 
chilling on the plane of Concord in opposition, like in a giant waiting room. It's like the DMV, but less shitty. I figure if you've already gone to heaven, then you probably just stay there. Mm -hmm. And if you've already gone to hell, you probably just stay there. And if you're neutral, you just kind of chill. Yeah. You kind of sit in a... Maybe you you could just get dropped off in Sigil. Just hang out. (laughs) Hang out in the city of doors. Just chilling, right? Yeah. Maybe that's where the Lady of Pain gets all of her, uh, her subjects. Could be. Maybe you just wake up one day and you just happen to have always lived there. Yeah, you're in an apartment in Sigil. That's, yeah, that's how the city gets built. Just dead gods constantly infuse the city of Sigil. That's kind of a cool idea. That's great. Maybe that's why deities aren't allowed in Sigil is because if one of the dead god comes back, they'll realize that that's where all their She's people been went. She's creeping all of their petitioners. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do a little deep dive on some of that stuff later. <laughs> All right, so we've got some delightful spells here. Let's talk about some of the abilities that the uh, patron of the dead gods has. Okay, at first level, the ability is named Melancholy. Mm-hmm. You get telepathy thirty feet. Yep. You also get Toll the Dead. Sure. Because the only cantrip that can do more damage than Eldritch Blast is Toll the Dead. Is Toll the Dead. Okay. What about sixth level? Sixth level is Domain Remembered. You gain resistance to one damage type, and you can choose to deal that damage type with your Eldritch Blast. Interesting. So you get to change out. Yeah, because if damage. it was like a Storm God, then you'd be resistant to lightning and, and be able to deal lightning damage with your Eldritch Blast. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes I just want to shock the hell out of somebody. Exactly. I love that. What about for 10th? For 10th, you get Astral Body. Your patron lends you a semblance of their astral body. As a reaction, until the end of your next round, you gain 5 AC Mm -hmm. and immunity to the damage type to which you gained resistance with Domain Remembered. Okay, so I get immunity to that damage type now. Right. And 5 AC. Right. Always 5 AC is nothing to laugh about when you're a caster. It's true. And you get this your proficiency number of times per day. Useful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like uh, like a shield it? spell and a short-term damage immunity. Nice. Okay. And the capstone 14th level ability? Silver Step. You use your connection to your patron and their existence in the astral plane to teleport yourself and up to five willing people within 30 feet of you up to a mile away to a mirror that you have seen. Oh, you get to do a mirror teleport. Yep. That's always delightful. Now, a wise person will carry a handful of mirrors around. And just chuck them everywhere they go? (laughs) Sure. I would just, yeah, walk around with a bunch of hand mirrors and just plant them in every city I go? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That way, in case anything happens, you just pop back to the last one. How often does this, it's like once per long rest? Uh, This is once per long rest. Okay, still, once per day, I can teleport. Yep. Anywhere I have a mirror. Evac. Yeah, you need to get the fuck out of Dodge, you know? Jump through that mirror and go get yourself someplace else. Yep. Love it. So that is the patron for dead or forgotten gods. Yes. Now, up next is the great unsurprise for anyone who listens to us at all or watches. Yes. Now, if you haven't already seen the episode on Slod's Lords of Chaos, well, you should go back and listen to that. But if you have, I have come up with a warlock patron, which, surprise, my delightful froggy mallet-welding, party-hat-inducing Lords of Chaos, yes, you could be a warlock of the slot. Sure. I mean, why not? Yep. Let's start with the description. What you got there? Okay. 
through insanity, mind-bending chemicals, arcane experimentation, or an accidental trip to limbo, you have breached the deep paisley and been contacted by the lords of chaos, the slod. While these enigmatic beings of pure whimsy and outright murder often don't associate with mortals, you seem to have made an impression on them, and they have bestowed their gifts upon you, and possibly an implanted slot egg. <laughs> and there you go. I can't wait. You're going to have to play one of these at one point. I, yes. If, we, if our current campaign, my character dies, this is what I'm coming back as. A uh, wild magic barbarian slash chaos slot warlock. That would be very diabolical, particularly with the spell list and abilities. It's true. Let's start with first level. What you got? Speaking of, uh, I chose Chaos Bolt. Very thematic. Right. Tasha's Hideous Laughter. Sure. Also very thematic, right? They got to have a little bit of whimsy in them, if you recall. Yeah. For second level, we've got Summon Beast. Okay. And Vortex Warp, which is awesome. Yeah. That, you've got to. Yeah. It's just an awesome spell. Summon Beast is fun because if I were a slot, I would just randomly summon Beast just to screw with people. And you could do fun stuff like pull a literal rabbit out of your hat. Yes. Or a rhino, right? Like <laughs> All of these spells are to instill as much chaos as possible in, in any given situation. Speaking of that, third level. We've got an oldie but goodie fireball because A, slots can cast fireball. Mm -hmm. And B, you should cast fireball. <laughs> And generally tends to be my go-to answer in terms of third-level spells for anything. Actually, sure. I'll cast it to ninth-level spells if I really have my sights on it. In addition to that, we also have Ashardalon Stride, which, if you don't know what that is, your feet catch on fire and basically cause fiery damage. Sure. Two fiery spells, but they're worth it, right? Right. Because do you want to roll in with boots on fire? Cowboy boots on fire, they'd have to be. Okay. Walk in on a dusty plane and... Your, your boots just light up, and you just kind of, your flaming footsteps that are just slowly damaging the town, burning it down to the ground. Think of that mental picture. So my mental picture for that is very specific. In anime, where people are running across rooftops, mm -hmm. but you're in a fantasy world that has thatched rooftops. And it's just setting and it's literally just do, 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 yep. do, do. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. I just think that'd be fun. Of course, fireball's always, you know. The great surprise. Sure. What do we have for fourth level? Fourth level, we've got two oldies but goodies as well. Confusion, very thematic, flavorful, and yep. polymorph. Because because polymorph. Right. Because you need the ability to do anything at any time. Yes, your patron is a slot. You should be able to polymorph. Sure. And lastly, fifth level. We've got animate objects, always. For chaos. For yep. chaos, yes. And creation. Also very useful. Yeah. Remember, the slod don't just destroy things with mallets. They also create ridiculous things. Absolutely. And also for chaos. Let's yes. be honest. Oh, yeah. They do it all for chaos. Now, of course, in addition to the spells, we've got some delightful abilities from 1st, 6th, 10th, and 14th. Okay. At first level, you've got the croaking one's blessing. Yes. <laughs> I, I love this one. You get one non-warlock cantrip of your choice and shillelagh which summons a big fucking mallet. Sure, because all of your slots have a big mallet. They all have mallets in my game. Yep. This mallet is a brightly colored, oversized croquet mallet. So if you don't know what we're thinking of, think Harley Quinn with the big-ass mallet. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. Yeah. And yeah, you just 
That's your shillelagh. It's but in, but instead of just it being some old stick, no, you summon the damn thing as yeah. a bonus action, and you beat them to death with that thing. You also have broken tongues. Yes, save versus your spell DC on a target creature. The target creature gains the ability to speak slotty, but loses the ability to speak all other languages for one hour. So you bless them with the ability to speak slod. That I love that. <laughs> it just feels like fun. Yeah. Is it is it thematic? Yes. Is it really practical? No. No. No, of no. course not. But you wouldn't have you chosen can the patron. keep pat- someone from being able to talk to their allies. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't have put- chosen the patron of slot if you were practical. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is not the most powerful warlock build. No. It's just one of the more fun ones. More amusing. At sixth level, you get the ability Primordial Chaos. Okay. Due to your exposure to randomness and chance, you gain the ability to overload probability. Sure. Stick your dick in the mashed potatoes, so to speak. Okay. As a reaction, you may manipulate the last die roll cast, causing a re-roll. So think portent. Right. Uh, the individual must accept the results of the re-roll, duh, and in addition, this immediately results in a wild surge. Nice. So even if it doesn't work, something else still happens. Something's going to happen if Some- you do this. Yes. Something's going to happen. Something is going to happen. Uh, I would say this is probably once per short rest or once per long rest. Sure. I like short rest. Short rest? Yeah. We'll do that. Once per short rest. Once per short rest, you'll be able to gain this ability. Now, I don't care what wild magic table you roll on. You can use the one that I think is out of the pH, Mm -hmm. or you can use the Netlibrin one, which we've mentioned frequently, which has 10,000 options. One One of the, which is the sun explodes. Yes. Which may not benefit your game. Right. <laughs> I would, uh, as a DM, I would say roll three times mm-hmm. on that table and then pick the one that uh, does not automatically end your campaign. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so what do we have for 10th level? Rugged exterior? Rugged exterior, yes. Starting at 10th level, you can choose to be resistant to one damage type per long rest. Just pick one and you're resistant to it. Sure. As a reaction, you can lose that resistance and regain 5d8 hit points. There you go. There you go. That's So you get it. And if you really need to buff yourself real quick because you've been taking damage, yeah. because you have been doing wild surges, <laughs> right. then you get it. If you accidentally magic missile yourself a few times. Oopsie. 14th level is send him to Detroit. Yes. And if you, some of you have get the reference and those of you who don't go watch the movie. When you hit a creature with an attack, you can use this feature to instantly teleport the target through the Paisley Curtain to Limbo, where Hamlish the Paisley Mage has ventured and scattered his brains. The creature disappears and hurtles through the outlandish landscape, suffering from one of the following effects. Roll on a D12 chart. Nice. I like D12s. D12 charts are delightful. So what do we get? Start off, all of these are 10D6 and something, okay? So, for example, the first one, 10D6 acid and you're restrained. Uh, 10D6 bludgeoning and you're stunned. Okay. You could get cold. Um, These are all 10D6s. Right. Uh, Cold, gain a point of exhaustion. Thunder and are deafened. Radiant or blinded. Force. So 10D6 force. And if it exceeds the hit points, though, they're dirty. Disintegrated. Ooh, ouch. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. 10d6 lightning and are paralyzed. 10d6 poisoned and you're poisoned. <laughs> Duh. 10d6 necrotic and you're feared. 10d6 fire and you're seasoned well. So you've got like barbecue sauce or sure. something on you. Hey, look, again. A this, rub. Yeah. Like a, this, yeah exactly. a dry rub. You get a dry rub, yes. Uh, 
For 11, you get 10d6 psychic and charmed. And then for the last one, you're just petrified. You are turned to stone. I like that you nuke somebody's brain and they're just like, thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> and of course, successful save will half the damage and ignore the effect. So if you're, if you got, if you rolled on the fire, instead of 10d6, you take 5d6 and you're not seasoned well. Right. You might, you might smell like brimstone though. Well, I mean, that is what it is. And that's the patron of the slot. Delightful. You get a mallet. You can cause chaos wherever you go. Sure. What more could you want? Nothing. Speaking of awesome chaos, we also have what, Matt? Question of the week. All right. What's in it for me this week, Matt? Because I don't know what the question is. If you were a patron. Me. Yes. Okay. What's the theme of your spells and what would your Eldritch Blast look like? You know, I'm going to go hmm, with a gaming theme tonight. Hmm. I would say if I was a patron, I would be the lord of all of these books. So they would be some sort of like book damage, maybe, or book spells. I don't know, like rules lawyering. How about that? <laughs> Breaking rules and stuff like that. So probability manipulation and such, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, it could It could be things like identify. That makes sense. Because mm-hmm. you got to look up things. Yeah. Just... Anything that either gives you information or allows you to bend reality, like uh, silvery barbs. Oh, yeah. Things like that. Just probability and information. You'd probably get the lucky feat as a as ability if I was a patron. Yeah, I like that for like 6th or 10th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Things like that. What does your Eldritch Blast look like? Oh, it would definitely be like a cone of dice. Yeah, that just gets absolutely. That's what I was thinking. damage. Yeah. Or, you know what? They could be D4, so we could say piercing or slashing damage. Sure. For those of you who haven't stepped on a D4 in the middle of the night, let me tell you. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> God help you if they're metal. Man, those things are painful. Yeah. Like caltrops. Exactly. They like are caltrops. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what they are. What about you? What would your uh, theme of your spells be, and what would your Eldritch Blast look like? You know me. I am definitely part hippie, so probably things like speak with animals and nature-themed things. Mm-hmm. You'd be the druidist. Warlock patron in the existence? That's probably not unlikely. Now, as for my Eldritch Blast, it's not effective in game terms, but it would definitely be booze and poison damage. I was thinking actually hot coffee. You blast them mm. with a hot coffee. So it'd be like. It'd be hot Irish coffee and it's half fire, half poison damage. Mm. Intoxication. <laughs> yeah. Like their face is scalded, but they're. They don't care as much about it. Yeah. I like that. That's a great idea. Yeah, I could totally see that. And it smells nice. Get that Irish, Irish cream with it, too. Yeah, it's not It's not an awful way to go if you're going to go. <laughs> of course, we're always interested in your answers to the question of the week. If you'd like, hit us up at Goblins Corner on Twitter. And, of course, you can always talk to us on all the various social media channels that Matt frequents. It's true. You can also answer the question down, down below. below. Speaking of down below, we've got two more Warlock patrons to go through, and the next one is definitely one you would encounter deep in a dungeon or cavern system, perhaps. It's true. This is one that should have already existed. There was an entire book wherein it should have been placed. Yes, and it did not get placed because sorcerers get all the love for these creatures, but no Warlock abilities for the ancient worms. And so... We're here to rectify that. Yes. On some worlds, it is known that dragons exist solely due to their connection with the sources of magic that feeds worlds. 
there exist rituals to tap into that font of magic through binding yourself to an ancient worm. And it doesn't matter which worm it is, right? Nope. Could be any dragon, right? Right. They're all potential patrons. And if you read Fizban's Treasure of Dragons, you'll know that in addition to that, some of the dragons actually have tapped their multiversal minds across the plains, too. So it could be very likely that one of those patrons is just a really old-ass dragon. Yeah. That happens to know all of the other dragons that are the same dragon that it is. Sure. Like everything, everywhere at once. Like the Jet Li movie? Yes. Uh, the one? Or the one, or that yeah. too, yeah. So let's talk about some spells here. I'm assuming they're draconic-themed? For the most part, or elementally damage-themed. Oh, yeah. If you're going to be following a dragon, you're going to be blasting a lot of stuff. Sure. So, our first level spells are going to be Chromatic Orb Mm -hmm. and Tasha's Caustic Brew. Both very nasty damage spells. Great for a blasty warlock. Sure. Second level, Dragon's Breath. I mean, obviously. Thematic. That has to be done. And Scorching Ray. Flavorful, draconic, delightful, and you can kill a lot of people with both of those spells. Sure. Now third level. Let's be honest. Oh, if it's not Fireball, I don't want it. Fireball is an obvious one, but Lightning Bolt is the other obvious answer. Sure, yeah. And you know, I would be fine if you want to find something else that's third level that's elemental damage Sure. to swap as well. I mean, honestly, you know, these are just suggestions that we have for your campaign. So like, if you want to swap these elemental damage spells with something else that's draconic related, go for it. I would also... As the kind of DM that is happy to make slight changes, if somebody decided that their patron was a black dragon, it's absolutely acid bolt. It's fine. You can swap the damages out. You don't need a meta magic or anything like that. It's acid bolt. Yeah, or acid ball, right? Exactly. This is fireball with acid damage. Yeah, no big, right? Fourth level, we've got vitriolic spear. Speaking of acid ball. And ice storm. Mm Mm-hmm. And lastly, fifth level spells. Yes. Cloud kill. Always a good one. Yeah. For, you know, for the dragons that spit out big cubes of gas. Poison. Yeah. Big blobs of poison. And lastly, summon draconic spirit. When you really want to damage shit. For me, like this is, this is tapping directly into that patron's presence. Mm hmm. I could kind of see this as the following scenario. You know, you're a warlock with a patron of the dragon. You're line in line with the wizard. The wizard's blasting stuff. You're blasting stuff. The paladin's dead. Sure. You know, there's a goblin gnawing on his corpse or something like that. You're fighting some kind of eldritch horror, and maybe the wizard gets gets blasted. He's down for the count, and you're like, all right, it's time for backup. Yeah, you need to meet shield. Yeah. You need he, something he that needs can- something. You know yeah, what? Make all some right, room. Time to bring out the big guns. And you, yeah, you reach in, you think about your patron, and all of a sudden it summons a dragon. Bam. That'd be great. Absolutely. How flavorful is that? Speaking of flavorful stuff, we now have some delightful draconic abilities. Absolutely. First level, what do we have? The language of magic. Learn the draconic language. Makes sense. You get draconic. There you go. Free language. Drawing on the connection your patron has with magic, you may pick two sorcerer cantrips. You learn them, and they don't count against your warlock cantrips. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Yeah, just get some extra cantrips. Sure. You should take prestidigitation yeah. or mage hand. One of those you two, if definitely. not both of them. You should take both of those. You have other damage options. 
you're you're following a dragon. You got to have prestigitation. You can't go around shabby. And in a lot of the older books, Mage Hand was invented by dragons to have small, dexterous hands because they've got big old claws. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. yeah, so go ahead and take that too. What do you get at sixth level? Chosen Emissary. Your patron grants you the understanding of their nature, giving you resistance to one damage type, and any time you cast a spell using that damage type, add your charisma modifier to one target damaged by that spell. Okay, so I get resistance to say i don't know cold damage sure now i use cold damage of that element right and so i could add my charisma modifier to the person who got damaged correct okay so just it's beefing up a little bit of damage that you're doing absolutely this screams to kind of dip into sorcerer for that meta magic fun i mean you could 100 percent do that just to get a little bit of meta magic shenanigans with this as well or the feat sniper spell sniper yeah That'd be fun as well. What do we got at 10th level, Matt? Draconic Wings. As your connection deepens with your patron, your body begins to take on physical characteristics. Your skin gets slightly tougher, granting you plus one AC, and Draconic Wings sprout from your back, granting you a fly speed equal to your normal movement. So you get wings and a little bit tougher armor. Yep. I like that. And I would definitely say you get like scale patches in the color of your patron. Sure, and that sort of sure. Thing. And you know, you don't have to choose a particular patron. You don't, but you do choose an element. So I feel like maybe it might leaning. be thematically themed towards that. Yeah, but you don't have to. Nope. I like that too. Fourteenth level. What do you get? Breath of the Master. You get a draconic blasty breath weapon. Of course. Of course you do. Once per long rest, you can tap into the awesome power that your patron can bring to bear. Yes, blasty death from above. You can breathe either a 40-foot cone Mm. or an 80-foot line, dealing 60-12 points of damage, matching your resistance type. So fire, acid, so forth. Right. Delightful. You're basically a dragon. Yes. You're a warlock dragon. You've got the flying, you've got the fire breathing, you're good to go. And I would say playing a dragonborn would be perfect for this. Sure. Or a half dragon. A kobold. A kobold, yes. Kobold, warlock, patron of the dragon. There you go. Ancient worm. Love it. Such a delight. Now this last one we have. Pretty diabolical if you think about it. It is, but it's also something we have discussed and mentioned in brief passing on a couple of other episodes. And something that I haven't seen yet, I mean, unless there's someone that came up with some third-party stuff, uh, this one is one which isn't particularly overpowered if you think about it, but if you want to go for creep factor, this is perfect. It also would make a great BBEG villain. Oh, yes. This is totally... A villain archetype. And what we're talking about is the patron, the Swarm. So what's the description for that? You have made contact with a disturbing presence, a vast, powerful collection of chittering alien minds. Sounds great, right? Yeah. Their form could be anything. A titanic hive of Formian, a citywide nest of vermin, even a collective of cranium rats. Yes. Yeah. We should totally do the cranium rats. But whatever their physical appearance, their power is godlike and undisputed. You shed your former identity and become one with the swarm. I love it. So it's a vermin lord, basically, but for warlocks. Yes. Now, as with all of these, we have a spell list. Got a couple. 
What's going on with first level? First levels, you get a couple creepy ones, dissonant whispers, and sleep. Because the last thing you want to do is sweep, <laughs> sleep near a swarm. That's that's awesome. <laughs> awful was the word I was going to use, but it, we were close. Again, not overpowered, right? Dissonant whispers, however, is great. It is great. Uh, second level, you get detect thoughts. Again, perfect for this. We're going kind of psionic. Sure. Very much like kind of old ones, but kind of creepier, right? And Tasha's mind whip. It's a 90-foot psychic whip. Nice. For me, it's kind of Great Old Ones meets the Swarm from StarCraft. Oh, yeah. Totally the Zerg Hives. Yes. Absolutely. And you know what? I'd be fine if you threw that into the game as well. It is the patron from some parallel dimension that have like pushed through. That would be great. That's the Lady of Blades. Yes, absolutely. Third, you get non-detection and clairvoyance. Sure. Can't be seen. Right. And you could spy on other people. Fourth level, giant insect. Makes sense. We're going vermin. First swarm, yeah. Yeah. Now, you have to carry around the insect in a jar, I think, or or have one on the ground, but I would be any any insect. Like, I know that they they label a couple of them in the spell. I would be cool with whatever insect happens to find. You want to do a giant cockroach to freak people out? Do a sure. giant cockroach, right? High AC, high hit points, no, low damage. It's a big-ass bug that freaks people out. Yeah. And then you also get Phantasmal Killer. Because of course you do. Yes. And lastly, for fifth level. Insect Plague. Okay. Thematic, yeah. flavorful, and Modify Memory. <laughs> or if you want to keep on the creepier side of things. Absolutely. Those are great. I love the fact that like some of them speak more to the insecty swarm side of things, and some of them speak more to the psionic creep factor side of yeah, things. Yeah, the, the hive psionic mind type thing. Right. Speaking of which, we've got some awesome abilities as well. So at first level, you've got Voice of the Swarm. Yes, you gain telepathy 30 feet. You also gain the cantrip Mind Sliver as well as proficiency in intimidation. And why not? Sure. You should definitely be creepy as hell. Yeah, I think that's a great call. At sixth level, you have Strength of Many Minds. You gain advantage on any effect or ability that attempts to inflict you with the charm, dominate, or fear. There you go. That yeah. makes... You've got a, you're attached to a whole bunch of different minds, so you get advantage against like, mental abilities that people trying to affect your mind. Yeah, pretty much anything but psychic damage, right? Yeah, makes sense. What do you get at 10th level? You get the ability Vanish into the Hive. Starting at 10th, your thoughts can't be read by telepathy or any other means unless you allow it. Useful. Yeah. And again, you know, you're one with the Hive, so sure. they try it's, to read Otherwise, it. it's just a bunch of screaming voices. Yeah, it's just static of just chittering horrors. You also have resistance to psychic damage, and whenever a creature deals psychic damage to you, that creature takes the same amount of damage that you do. And if you guys are curious about this, this is exactly what the Great Old One gets at 10th level 2. Right. And for the exact same reason. Right. Because both of you, you're attempting to enter completely alien minds. Yes. And thematically, we thought, hey, look, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> right. We're not. So some yeah, things just make sense. Look, we're not inventing the wheel here. We're just putting spinners on it. So this is a spinner right here. Yeah. And at 14th level, you get Skittering Discorporation. Ah, yes. The capstone. You can, as an action, discorporate into a swarm of writhing, biting vermin. Take your pick. Sure. In fact, I would say take your pick whenever you do this. Doesn't have to be the same thing, right? You want to be a swarm of centipedes? Go for it. You want to be a swarm of cranium rats? Go for it. Mosquitoes, I don't know, Sturges, could be anything, really. Swarms, sure. swarms are fun. You gain the traits of the swarm of insects. 
And if you're unfamiliar with that, damage resist to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. Uh, you can't be charmed, frightened, grappled, paralyzed, petrified, prone, restrained, or stunned. You get blind sight 10 feet, passive perception of 8, and you can occupy another creature's space and so forth. Right? A yeah. big swarm of insects that can fit under doors and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Additionally, when you occupy another space, you deal 3d6 piercing damage per turn. This ability lasts one hour, and it refreshes after a long rest. That's awesome. It's a great way to get places. And if you really want to freak people out, can you imagine? Because he's already looking kind of vermin lord anyway. And I see this warlock patron gifting specific bug-like abilities or vermin abilities to the patrony, I guess. Yeah. So the warlock may have some chitin armor. I'd be rocking out some chitin armor with yeah. that. And you just kind of see him smile, get into a fight, discorporate into a swarming mass of like biting insects. Little John Constantine action. Very much so. And then choose the opponent to shreds. Yeah. Flies into the keyhole to the goes into the next dungeon room and choose the other person to shreds. Gotta do it. And if you cast some stuff like, I don't know, blur or mirror image or something like that, then you're then you're really playing nasty. Multiple swarms. Yeah. The only thing that could go after that is a froggy patron <laughs> with a long sticky tongue. <laughs> and fireball. So there you have it. Four Warlock Patrons that you can use in your campaign right off the bat. Very flavorful, lots of fun, and I dare say probably nasty for your campaign as well. Once again, I can't oversell the fact that the Swarm Warlock (laughs) should be a BBEG. Like, they're literally just collecting more and more Warlocks. Yes. Right, bringing them into the hive. Absolutely. Any questions or comments, hit us up at Goblin's Corner on Twitter. Did you enjoy this program? We have a swarm's worth more. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite player, YouTube, and Twitch. You can also click the five stars and give us a review on iTunes, Podchaser, and on YouTube, hit the like and subscribe button. It helps get our show in front of more people, and it feeds the hungry algorithm. Which is currently coming at you out of the darkness with a contract in one hand and Eldritch's power in the other. I can see a syringe pin. It could, yes. <laughs> so you write, sign in blood. Sign on the dotted line. The warlock patron of the algorithm. That's all the time we have for tonight. Once again, my name is Eric. And I'm Matt. We'll see you next time. Good night, folks. The Goblin's Corner is written and produced by Eric Holden and Matt Staples. Show song by the mighty D20. Don't we love that guy? Sure. This is a subterranean production.